Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Seth Greenberg in a moment, but first, our play-by-play call of the day. Jeremy gets it ahead to Couturier, skates in, high slot, over to Voracek, back hit, he scores! Jake Voracek cuts in front, took the pass from Couturier, and as his 10th goal of the year, the Flyers take the 1-0 lead. Jay Saunders with the, or Tim Saunders, excuse me, with the call on the Flyers radio network. They beat the Penguins last night 3 to nothing. Uh, all right. Uh, I'll, as a preamble, I'll say this. The coaching uh, profession is uh, poor because he's not in it every day, but the broadcasting profession is richer because he is, and that is Seth Greenberg. Seth, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back. Oh, great to be with you guys. How you guys doing? They're doing really well. Uh, before I get to Kansas, Kansas State, I want to ask you about Morgan Wooten. Passed away at the age of 88. What kind of example did he set for young people, and what kind of example did he set for fundamentals that helped college coaches once they got his players? He set the standard as a human being. Uh, his compassion, his time, his his soft tone, uh, his spirit. Uh, Coach Wooten, I had a chance to spend a, a bunch of time with him on the Reebok trips. And, uh, you know, getting an opportunity to sit with him and just talk life with him. Uh, he was a great coach, but he was much more than a coach. Uh, he, he was uh, a mentor to many. He changed so many people's lives. Uh, the day that he asked me to speak at his coaching clinic was obviously a big thing for me because of how much respect I had for him. And, I still have the folder. I asked him to sign uh, one of those folders he gives out at the clinic, and uh, he goes, why do you want that? I said, because, Coach, the impact you've had on me, and I still have it literally sitting right behind my desk. That says it all. All right, now I want to get to Kansas, Kansas State. Uh, I'm broadcasting the Penn State-Ohio State game on Saturday. At the end of the game, the ball's tossed into Mike Watkins. Dwayne Washington slaps it away, lays it in at the buzzer, and it's two extra points, and Penn State wins by 14. And Mike Watkins turns around and walks to the handshake line. Well, last night, Kansas, Kansas State, we all know what happened. When you look at that as an analyst in one of the more historic buildings, to have something like that happen, what what needs to be done to clean up something like that? Look, that's an egregious act. It's reprehensible. It's... uh... Both parties are culpable. I'm not sure if it clean it. Look, it's such a rare situation that something like that happens. Uh, basically, there needs to be swift and severe consequences. Actions have consequences. And uh, well, they're kids. No, they're not kids. Those guys are 21 years old. They know the difference is right and wrong. If that happened in a bar, what would happen? Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying that anyone should be criminally charged, but... That type of behavior is unacceptable. And, it, it, you know, to me, this isn't a coaching decision. This is an administrative decision. This is a decision to go down from a uh, legal office, the president of universities, uh, and the athletic directors. But uh, there's a pr- it's a privilege to put on that uniform. 
it's not a rite of passage. And when you put on that uniform, you represent each and every one that wa- that wore that uniform before you. And there's a conduct, an expected uh, behavior that comes with putting on that uniform. And it was broken yesterday. And it's a very it's a black eye in our game. It's very disappointing. And you know, obviously, D'Souza has already been suspended indefinitely by Kansas, pending further discipline by the Big Twelve. Should he be allowed to play another game this season? No. No, he shouldn't be allowed to play another game. They're being so harsh. He's a young guy. People make mistakes. Yeah, people make mistakes. And look, that, 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 the, the visual of the chair. Now, people say, well, he, he, he put it down. He put it down because there was an assistant coach about to grab him, and we don't have audio of it, but I'm sure he was saying, Coach Howard said, you know, put that thing down. Yep. Um, and, and David McCormick, who I... I coached David McCormick uh, at, at Eurocamp a couple of years ago, and I know. But I mean, if you if you have someone defenseless on the floor, if that is true, and someone was on the floor, because uh, yeah, it's really hard to substantiate that, and you're kicking them again, that breaks you know, like that. That to me is is, is unacceptable, and there's got to be severe punishment. You can't just say, well, you know, he's going to learn from. We're going to sit him a couple games because. It's just wrong, I and mean, you can't condone that type of behavior. And uh, I don't want to hear that. You know, you know they're kids. You know, you know, everyone talks about we need to do more for the guys. We need to, you know, pay them. We need to name. And I'm, I'm all for all that. But here's the deal: if they are these men, which they are, yes. I forbid one of those punches landed. I mean, goodness gracious. Right. Right. Then carry yourself that way. Carry yourself right. that way. And, 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 you know, yesterday, Kansas State, look, what happened is this, this ball being stolen. Hey, I, I, look, it's wrong, but I, I'm not, no big deal. The Sosa blocking the shot, I got no big deal. Exactly. Standing over the kid, that's when the problem becomes. Yeah. And then yep. when the Kansas State kid, James Love, comes off the bench and everything it's escalates, straight close. then it became chaos. And then. Look, the Kansas State players are as just respon- as responsible as the Kansas players. Sure. No, I, I'm with you. No, there's a single thing I disagree with. Uh, back in 1991, I I was down in Atlanta to do the Kuppenheimer Classic. So it was Kentucky, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Penn State. So they put, and the night before they had one of those banquets, you know how this goes, Seth. And the guy sitting mm-hmm. right next to me was Amino Timberlake. Well, a mm-hmm. few months later... Christian Leitner put his foot into his chest. Right. Last night, Alan Griffin did the same thing for Illinois. Mm-hmm. What should be done about that? Severe uh, consequences. Well, not not uh, to the point. I think you should get three to five games. Wow, you and I are on the same page. I said that in the last hour. I said the yeah, same three thing. Three to five games. Yep. Yeah, I just think that, and I, you know what, and I think that Brad. Uh, We'll right do that. Uh, he'll yeah. do it on his own, uh, and the league will come down because that league has, uh, I think, really holds their people accountable. Um, and I think the league will take action on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was very disappointing. That was, you know, and that's not a reflect. Like these actions are not real reflections of the coaches. These are singular. Uh, yes, you know, I agree. Singular situations that. Uh, you know, should not be reflective of a total program, but it is a black eye. And the problem with the Edward Kansas is when you're on the bottom line for a number of different times at a number of different months, it, it makes it look good. 
So let's get to the good part. <laughs> I was talking with uh, Kevin Kugler, who's going to do the game on BTN tonight, earlier today. And we both felt that right now in the Big Ten, there are 12 out of the 14 schools that feel like they have some sort of NCAA aspiration. Now not all 12 are going to make it. How tough is this conference, in your opinion, top to bottom, when you look at it? It's the best conference in college basketball. There's no rock and share games. If you win a game on the road, man, you played at a high level. Uh, it could get as many as 10 teams in the tournament. Nebraska, obviously, and Northwestern being the outliers. Uh, right. It's the best scouted league in the country. It's uh, it's the, maybe the best coach league in the country. It's uh, really good basketballs played, great venues, great ownership, great energy. Uh, if you don't play well, you're not winning. Uh, so I, I look at the Big Ten and I look at the Big East this year uh, as being the two best conferences in college basketball. I think that both of them will get between eight, probably a minimum of eight teams. Yeah. Uh, when you look at Penn State, they have put themselves into the conversation by what they've done from day one. How do you view that team, especially on a national basis, Seth? They're an NCAA tournament team, and there's no doubt about that. In fact, they're an NCAA tournament team uh, that could win games in the tournament. Um, and look, they're going to lose games in league, man. I mean, that's just the that's just the way that's just the way it is. But if you look at their team and the makeup, they're a veteran team. They've got good guard play. They got some shot makers. They got a matchup nightmare. They got a rim protector. I mean, if you look at the totality of their team and the, and the DNA of their team. I mean, there's not a lot not to like. I would think probably the biggest thing is, you know, consistency. Consistency. But that's a problem in our game right now across the board. But when you got a guy like Lamar Stevens, when you got a guy like Myron Jones, who I'm, I, I think is kind of taking this game to another level, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, you're looking at, you know, a, a really talented team. They got four guys with double figures. They've got uh, rim protection. They got experience. They got physicality. You know, Mike Watkins is an, a massive human being. <laughs> uh, you know, the Brockington guy kid is, is is you know is going to be a really really good player. Um, you know, Miles Dredd is not shooting it as well this year, but is capable. Yep. they've got a good team. I mean, they really do. They have a good basketball team, and you know the big thing is, you know, you know the big, most important thing for them now is make sure they win their home games. And the most important part of winning right. their home games is to create uh, a home court. That that's what you got. Forty five thousand students there. Yeah, fifty. I don't know. There's a lot of students. Yeah. Right. You're telling me that five thousand students every single night or six thousand can't get over to that place? Right. Come on now. Come on now. Enough. I mean. You know, I know it's in, you know it's kind of off the beaten path, but get there, and then the, the community comes in and create an atmosphere and an environment and an ownership and a passion. Because you know what, when you go to Purdue, when you go to Rutgers, even Michigan <laughs> State, when you go to Michigan, when you go to Illinois, you know what, they find a way to get there. Great, thanks. You just described my life. <laughs> I walk into those places, I look around, and I see they're all shoehorned in. Uh, Nationally, how interesting is it to have a year where there's not a dominant team, a lot of really good ones, but not a dominant team and no real star? Yeah, there's no dominant team and no dominant player. Obi Topping, Luca Garza in Iowa, uh, Iowa might be as big a star as any. He's not a star to anyone else but the guys that have to play against him. Yeah, you know, he scored seven. Miles Power, stars, but, uh, you know, yeah. it's, you know, again, 
it sounds bad. I'm not being bergoscious, but I think you know, missing playing a ton of games on ESPN, would they be a little bit bigger? Probably a little bit bigger. I don't know. I yeah. mean, but they're really good players. I mean, uh, but you know, what we're having we're having great games. We're having competitive games. We're having nights where you don't know who's going to win. I mean, look what happened in that Northwestern game last night. That they were pathetic in the first half. They came back and won in the second half. You're yeah. seeing teams grind it out. Uh, like balls getting turned over. People are missing shots, but. I think you're seeing some great stuff. I mean, like, if you want a competitive game that, you know, you're going to have to watch to the very end to see who's going to win, man, college basketball is pretty good. Oh, I think this has been a year where, like, you feel like the last two minutes, you're not sure every night out. I mean, I feel like the games I'm watching, like, the last two minutes, you're like, okay, they keep bringing it, and it's not like the first 38. The first 38 were so good to get you the last two. Yeah, because there's an uncertainty. And the uncertainty is good, I think. No, I agree, though. I, th- I think I think it is as well. Uh, you look at Baylor. Baylor right now is up at the top at the moment. Gonzaga's right around there as well. What do you think of those two teams? I mean, they're, they're obviously way in, but I mean, Gonzaga's, they, they, Gonzaga's the best team in college basketball. Team. And what makes what makes what makes the net, Seth? What makes them they that got, way, Seth? They got skilled front court players. They got Corey Kispert, who's a monster yeah. at that wing, who makes shots. Yeah. Tough. They've got Ayaya, uh, Ayayi, who's, who's as the sophomore has blossomed. They got Woolridge, who can really defend. They've got depth. Uh, they're the most. Ta- uh, they're the best team. Kansas is the most talented team. Now we'll see who's left of Kansas. Uh, Baylor is a very good team, but they've got holes. They're not shooting it very well right now. But two things they can do: they can defend you, and they can really, really rebound the ball. And those are two really good things to be able to do. And Always, I mean, Vital and, and and Gillespie are tough, and that backcourt will come right at you. And see, I think toughness is going to be a big key for anybody that advances in the tournament. I think you have to be both mentally and physically tough, and I think there's certain teams this year that have that element. Maybe not a star, but have that element. Yeah, you got to validate wins, especially in the yes. tournament. Let's face it, you know, validate a win in the tournament, they're gone. And that's what we've seen. We've seen teams have a hard time validating wins, so... Uh, and that becomes, you know, stick to itness. And we always say adversity visits the strong and lives with the weak. I mean, right now, you need to be tough to get through the tough times so that you're playing your best basketball come March. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time, I, everyone. Thank everyone, you everyone very much for having it. me. Appreciate it. No, thanks, Seth. Seth Greenberg joining us from ESPN. We will come back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, so I'm sitting here doing the guy thing during the show. And that is just, I have the TV on. I've got the remote in my hand. I'm flipping through, and they're showing the Chiefs and the 49ers from 25 years ago. So it's, what, 1994. Joe Montana's playing for the Chiefs. I said to Matt, I said, now what do I want to watch that for? I said, when they played the game the first time, I didn't watch it. <laughs> I figure when you said Chiefs 49ers 25 years ago, I'm thinking that had to be the 94 game when Montana was with the Chiefs. It was. Well, there you I go. Mean, that's what they're, they're showing. Like, it's just so you know, it's 14-9 at halftime. Oh, thank and I have you. No, and I have no idea who won the game. The, ni- the Niners are, are winning. But I have no idea who won the game, nor do I care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> There's somebody in some state that's trying to give you a line on it. 
<laughs> right now. Yeah. And there's no doubt about that. <laughs> well, you get your big game tonight. And, you know, I know you, you're anxious to leave the show, get away from us, <laughs> leave middle management. <clears throat> no? Your guy. He's your guy now. So, yeah, I'm getting, you know, I'm concerned now that you're doing this show that you're leaning on advice from the suit. <laughs> I'm worried. Uh, he only comes in for maintenance issues. Well, if I had to pick anybody I've ever been around that needed maintenance, it was him. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. I'm back for the 7 o'clock Ba-dum-bum. show. Don't forget to tip your waitress. <laughs> I, I, I hate that guy. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. <laughs> oh, Seth Greenberg uh, knocked it out of the park. I thought. Oh and yeah. Everything. Yeah, man, everything. He's right. I, I what did I say about Griffin? Five games, right? He yeah, says three you, to five. Same life. Three to five. Mm-hmm. Yep. I said, uh, you know, uh, I said, and I, in fact, I even said five games, but I could be convinced at three. Right, so he said three to five games. D'Souza is done. His college career is over with. It's over with. This guy has had. He's been the center of problems. You know, he sat out all last year. You know why? Because he was. His name was involved in that scandal, the Adidas scandal, and. Uh, so he sat out last year. Now he's back and he's playing. Okay. And he, uh, <laughs> and now he's got this. And he was, he's playing, I mean, he's, is he a star? No, he's not a star. Is he a good player? Yeah, he's a good player. He's not, I mean, he's not as good as the world portrayed him originally. And that, that happens. I mean, that's, that's, that's you know, that, that happens. By the way, the Big Ten Network's doing like the Big Ten's best. So top ten big men. All right. So Glenn Robinson is number one. This is, you know. Do you really now Penn State beat Glenn Robinson and Purdue in Rec Hall in nineteen ninety four? When Glenn Robinson was a sophomore, which was his last season at Purdue, you know what it is it's such a big deal to score a thousand points in the in your career, right? He scored a thousand points that season. How about that? He scored a thousand points that season. It's unbelievable. Now he played a lot of games to get there, but still that's a remarkable number. He was so good. When you go to Purdue, the number thirteen is retired twice. One for Glenn Robinson. You know who the other one's for? John Wooden. Ah, uh, how about that one? In fact, you want us to talk about a strong drive in. When you go to Purdue, you make a left turn at the Neil Armstrong Aeronautical Engineering Building and make a right turn on the John Wooden Drive. Now that's some strong Google Maps stuff right there, buddy boy.
Great to have you with us. Matt is gone. He's out of here. He's going to Bucknell Women's Basketball tonight, 6 o'clock this evening. They take on Colgate at Soika. Matt will be on the PA for that, and will do his usual awesome job. Kyle Alexander, who understands the definition of loyalty, will take over. (laughs) He's all ready to rock and roll. Of course, he's a loyal guy. (laughs) I mean, he'd figure out how to get there. You do a great job tonight, Matt. I'm sure you're going to be awesome. I plan on to. Thank you, Sarah. And you have a good call tonight as well. You'll be great. All right. Looking forward to it. One more half hour to go as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Our thanks to Seth Greenberg, who joined us in the previous half hour. Check out the podcast for that. And Bob Nightingale tomorrow on the Hall of Fame voting. We'll also have a guest from Pro Football Focus on tomorrow. Yeah. By the way, we talked about Penn State and Illinois. That game's going to be February 18th. Fox Sports, which debuted its all-access initiative in 2016, is going to showcase Penn State, Illinois on February 18th for the Big Ten Conference's first all-access contest. The one-of-a-kind commercial-free production will feature each head coach wearing a live microphone giving viewers the chance to hear directly from the sidelines and locker rooms from tip-off to the final whistle with virtually no interruption. So Brad Underwood and Patrick Chambers, you'll get to hear them the entire time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've already talked to Pat about this. Joe Davis, by the way, Donnie Marshall do the game. Uh Joe also does uh, Big Ten football. Joe also is the one. He is the he has the distinction of being the man that replaced Vin Scully on the Dodgers, and he's very very good. And Donnie Marshall, Donnie Marshall is an excellent analyst. Really is. I uh, got a chance to really talk to Donnie before the Georgetown game. Really impressed by him. So that game is on the 18th. Uh, that's something to look forward to on that Tuesday night. <laughs> Fox Sports 1. Pat Chambers all mic'd up. Ah, and Brad Underwood all mic'd up, too. Wow. So, uh, Kyle, uh, were you disappointed at all that somebody didn't get into the Hall of Fame, or, or did, did you agree with what you saw? I don't know. I mean, I didn't even really think about it because what it is, it is. I mean, you have the Baseball (laughs) Hall of Fame and Derek Jeter didn't get in unanimously, and that's just crazy to me. Well, there is one person who didn't vote for him. Now, who that is, (laughs) I don't know. Now, they do reveal on February 4th, that Tuesday, I think February 4th, they're revealing everybody's votes. I think he was a Red Sox fan, whoever it was. Is that what they think? No, that's what I think. 
Why else, else would you, you think? <laughs> Why else I'm would a Red Sox. I'm a Red Sox fan. I'd have voted for him in a heartbeat. It was great. Yeah, you're paying the neck. <laughs> I didn't realize they revealed what everybody voted for, though. But that could they be do. pretty interesting. They do. So there's one person that did. And we'll find out who that person is, and then you know, we'll go from there. And to be honest with you, I'm not going to rip somebody because they didn't vote for him. The bottom line is, you need 75 percent. He got it. He's in. Okay. Ask Larry Walker how tough it is to get 75 percent. It took him 10 tries. But Jeter, and I'm not even a Yankees fan, but he would have been, what, the second person ever to get in unanimously? Yes. Uh, Mariano Rivera did last year, yeah. But he got in, so I'm really not that. Now, if he missed by a vote, now it becomes more problematic. In other words, somebody didn't vote for him or a group of people didn't vote for him and he missed by one vote, didn't get the 75%. Now it's an issue. It's just interesting who didn't. You know what I mean? It's only to me it's only of interest who didn't. It is no big it is no big deal. Yeah, it's not the end of the me. world. It's just yeah, it's just he's kind in. of interest me. Yeah, he's in. Let he's me put in. it this way. He, he's he's typing his speech right now. He he's in. <laughs> he's probably had that speech ready to go for five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's humble, maybe he never thought he'd get in, but but it's well, cheater. Well, I mean, he's a University of Michigan guy. So so it's a big deal up here, believe it or not. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so it is a big deal here. It's interesting. We're we're walking through the hotel coming back from shoot-around. And we're walking through, and there's Juwan Howard. Okay. Juwan Howard. And I didn't really get into it, but then all of a sudden I realized uh, the Michigan staff is interesting. Uh, Sonny Washington's been here, so so his life has been set here, and he's a holdover from John Beeline's staff. But Howard Isley, Phil Martelli, and Juwan Howard, their families are all back in their respective areas. So all of them are... I, I think Juwan's living here in the hotel. <laughs> in the off season, they'll take care of other stuff. But uh, he's living here in the hotel. He's done a good job with them. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting test tonight. I think they do a great job of running certain NBA types of sets that are big plus. They have some interesting defensive concepts, again, because of the influence of the NBA, which I think in some ways has worked well for them. But the interesting part is their numbers home and away are dramatically different. They're much better here than they are on the road. Now, whether Isaiah Livers plays tonight, I don't know. We've heard a couple of reports he might play, and we've heard a couple of reports that, no, he's not going to make it, which means I can tell you definitively, and this is the answer you've been aching for, I don't know. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Boise State is not happy with the new television deal the Mountain West put out. Now, Boise State is obviously of the Mountain West Conference teams, has been the one that 
has drawn the most interest because they've been all, over the years to their credit they've been an interesting team to watch even Kyle watches them okay uh, Matt would watch him but it interferes with his other jobs and he that he has to leave early He's balancing too many jobs. He's, He's controllers in the car right now. Goes, oh, Steve, oh, Steve. You're in another state and you don't miss the show. I'm, I'm here. I'm, I punch in. I'm, I'm, I'll punch in. I punch out. I'm throwing the heavy innings. Right? He's got to go eight miles. <laughs> you know, it's like he's picking up bad habits from you know who. I think I know who you're talking about. He said that everybody you called him the suit junior. Well, I didn't call him Suit Like because that's 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 the suit's kid's name, right? But I might I might call I might call him Mini Suit. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe he wanted to get up there for dinner. Maybe they serve dinner at five. Nah, he's got to do prep. You know, I mean, it's a six o'clock game. He's got to be there now. I understand. I understand. You know, I also understand your intense loyalty. Very impressive. Throwing big time innings when we need it. I've you never know, missed a show when I've been called upon to so accommodate <laughs> to accommodate the Catrillo schedule. Yeah, one one day my schedule will come into focus, but that's okay. <laughs> All right. So Boise State. I mentioned the new TV contract, and Boise State has said, "quote We are weighing our options to move forward." One of those lawsuits, excuse me, one of those options is a lawsuit against the conference filed in Idaho. The lawsuit obtained by the Athletic alleges the Mountain West is breaking an agreement Boise State and the conference signed in 2012. Boise State had announced that it was going to go to the Big East. Remember that? And I made the joke on the show that when they did it, that the Big East now means east of Seattle. But then the Big East began to crumble. And when that happened, Boise State went back to the Mountain West. That return agreement stated the school's home games would be negotiated separately with no end date to the to the setup mentioned. The terms and conditions of this agreement shall bind the Mountain West Conference regardless of any contrary, conflicting, and inconsistent provision of the MWC Constitution. The $1.8 million bonus that they get has long been a point of contention. This is what I was... uh, You ever hear of the Miami rule? Do you know what the Miami rule is? No, I haven't heard of it. Okay. Most people haven't, but I'm going to remind some people what the Miami rule is. The Big East, which was never a conference, it was always a league. Till now. I mean, now it's a conference because, you know why it was a league? Because you had some people playing football. You had some people like Notre Dame only playing basketball. To me, a conference is every sport the conference has to offer, everybody plays. Okay? So the Big East was a league. They were trying to accommodate so many different factions. They were so worried in the Big East about Miami leaving. So worried about Miami leaving, they put in the Miami rule that if you won the conference and represented them in the major bowl game, you got a $4 million bonus. That was their way of trying to keep Miami in the conference. 
or in the league. So that's why it is not so affectionately known as the Miami rule. Well, Boise State picked up on that, and guess what? They get a $1.8 million bonus compared to everybody else in the conference by being there. Okay. Everybody else gets $1.1 million. So in other words, everybody in the conference gets $1.1. Boise State gets $1.1. They get a $1.8 million bonus. They actually get $2.9. The new contract with Fox and CBS will triple the other school's distribution and double Boise State's. Boise State asserts in its lawsuit that the driving force behind the new and much more favorable and profitable deal with Fox is Boise State. When the Mountain West held its board of directors meeting last month, Boise State thought they were going to continue to get the support to not just keep the additional $1.8 million outlay, but also increase it proportionally to the new deal. The lawsuit alleges that Thompson and consultant Dean Jordan, and I know Dean Jordan very, very well. Dean was the color analyst with me on Penn State basketball in the late 80s. And a good man. I like Dean a lot. They presented, Dean and Thompson presented eight alternatives, none of which mentioned increasing the bonus. Instead, it states all eight included different methods of phasing out and ending the additional money agreement. Boise State said it was not given the proper amount of information and did not approve or accept the new television contract. And thus, they voted against it. Two members of the board of directors wanted to end the bonus immediately. In its request for a jury trial, Boise State said it will establish the precise amount of damages it wants. It's a really good look for the Mountain West, don't you think? Yeah, I would say. A lot more to it, I guess, than what... uh... Oh, it's a lot. Oh, there's a lot more to it. Oh, my goodness. There is a lot more to it. Um, Boise State football coach Brian Harson expressed disappointment in the conference in December that it had not done enough to promote its teams, including his, to be viewed as a viable contender for the group of five spot in the New Year's Six Bowl. The American Athletic Conference, which was established from the Big East, earned the berth with Memphis, and of course Penn State beat them by two touchdowns. The last time the Mountain West did so was actually in 2014 when Boise State went to the Fiesta Bowl. The Mountain West and Boise State agreed to terms of a new $1.8 million bonus in 2017. So, I mean, so even the, the they reaffirmed it in 2017. Now they got a problem. So Boise State, you look at between uh, 2006 to 2011, they went 73 and 6. There's no question that the biggest television draw the Mountain West has. And I realize that they like deep down you like to watch New Mexico play Wyoming. I got it. 
Yeah, that's like the game of the week. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the first step in recovery is to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> and that would be a problem. That would be a problem. All right. They're by far the biggest draw. Okay? And there's no doubt in winning 95 games and won more games than any other group of five teams to join the Mountain West. The question now is can they come to an agreement? But what they did with the bonus was directly out of the page of what Miami did with the Miami rule. And eventually, Miami kept taking the bonuses and then finally went to the ACC. Oh, we live in wild times. Take the money and run. Wild times. And I would be remiss if I did not recognize the passing of my good friend eight years ago today, Joe Paterno who meant an immense amount in my life eight years ago today. I miss him all the time. think the world of the football coach Penn State has now, Joe would not be the football coach now. I'm thrilled that James Franklin is the football coach, and I think James is the best is yet to come with him. And I just miss talking to Joe learned so much from him almost almost every conversation I had I learned something from him all right we'll come back with more in a moment on news radio 1070 WKOK when it comes to car buying there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way the other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want the Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse ask questions and take the test drive and think on it for over 100 years the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have the other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade no matter how much they say they will the SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth the SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way? The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Kyle, remember at the holiday party, the suit dancing to this when it came on? We had several people leave. That's unbelievable. Good to have you with us. I admire, by the way, your loyalty here, Kyle. I really do. <laughs> Tonight, Penn State basketball, Michigan. That will be at... Uh, Chrysler Arena beginning at uh, 7 tonight on, beginning at 6.30. Michigan better here than they are on the road. I mean, the you look at the numbers, they're I mean, startling. I mean, Kevin Kugler had a great breakdown of this chart. And they also have breakdowns in their, in their stat package. When you read the stat package, you're like, holy mackerel. But Penn State has brings some matchups to the table that are hard for Michigan. They're going to have to take advantage of it, but they're difficult. And Simpson is the key to what they do. Teske's really good. I like Wagner. Wagner's a good player. I don't know about Livers playing tonight. 
We've heard a couple saying, yeah, he's practiced some, he's ready to go. And we've also heard, like, well, he's kind of just been shooting off to the side. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll all find out together tonight as to whether he plays. The conference has been crazy every time you turn around. Now, last night, something unusual happened last night in the conference. Two road teams won last night. Whoa. Illinois won at Purdue last night. I mean, that's big. Well, it's... uh, Illinois won a couple of uh, road games in the conference. They also won at Wisconsin. Penn still has to play them twice. Um, but that's the way this conference is. In- incredibly tough. I mean, as as I said to, uh, I, I I didn't say this to Seth Greenberg, but Seth and I talked about it when he was on the show here about 12 schools thinking they've got a a shot on this January 22nd to get in. 12 believe they've got a shot. And 12 are justified in believing they have a shot. Now, not all 12 are going to make it. At some point, there will be, especially in mid to late February, maybe an elimination game here or two for somebody where, like, two schools are going head-to-head against each other, and you've got to win. But right now, this is as fun as competitive as it gets, and it's a season in which there is no dominant team nationally in college basketball, and there is no star. But there is a lot of really good basketball being played. Kyle, our thanks to you for stepping in the last half hour to accommodate Matt the Money Machine Catrillo. It's always my pleasure. I'm just hoping he gives me a cut. You know what I mean? Whatever he's making tonight, I hope we get a cut. I can guarantee you in no uncertain terms, that is a pipe dream. <laughs> and now, now that Catrillo has a child, right? the Luke Joseph Catrillo Education Fund is in high gear, and you and I are not a part of it. <laughs> nope. And that first car is only $7,000.